every day I'd go to the studio for seven hours a day and work, 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 work. About five months into it, I realized that, like, as a full-time studio artist, I just got kind of weird. Like, <laughs> you know, like, because, like, I wasn't really, like, seeing anybody or... <laughs> wait, wait. Oh, like, the isolation made you, like... Like, kind of, it, like... It's like when people live alone and they forget, like, how they smell kind of Yeah, thing. that kind of stuff. Like, I was definitely getting, like, you know, like peering out the window and being oh. like, oh, it's that old lady walking that loud dog again. I hate her. You know, it's like, what are you doing, dude? Like, <laughs> you need friends. Yeah. Time to go get some friends. Welcome to What's My Thesis. I'm your host, Javier Proenza. Every week, my guests and I share the answers we found to the questions we have. Join us as we explore and expand our worldview and ask, what's my thesis? And today, my guest is Carl Barada, director of TSA. Co-director. Co-director, sorry. Yeah. TSA is Tiger Strikes Asteroid Los Angeles. Can you tell us a little bit about that organization, just so we have a context? Sure. So there's five spaces, um, L.A., is one of the newer ones, but not quite the newest. So it started out in Philadelphia, then one opened up in New York, then L.A., then Chicago, and then one down in Greenville, South Carolina. And in that growth, uh, we became nonprofit. So, okay. Yeah. And we, uh, well, Monta Vista, which I'm a member of, we rent out a, a space, so we're like neighbors, essentially, or we rent out the space together, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah and then yeah, we pay yeah. rent to you guys? or Yeah. Maybe we shouldn't be disclosing too much details about <laughs> our finances, but but yeah, so that's kind of how we met, uh, although you are very well known throughout the scene. Like, you, oh. the, uh, I think there was one Halloween where... Three people dressed up as uh, Carl of different <laughs> colors. There was an RGB, actually, wasn't that? It was a red, blue, green. Yeah, it, and uh, Hagop dressed up as me, and he, yeah, there's a video that I'm not in, but he's in <laughs> as me, and you can hear me. He's like, I'm Carl. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're definitely well-established, and you have a reputation for being like really supportive, which is one oh. of the things that I'm very excited uh, to know about. To, to get to meet you because I mean, like when you show up to a, I like I know you peripherally. This is the first time we're actually gonna have a sit down, yeah, an actual like conversation where that's not like gallery based. You know, you know, like yeah. there's, there's a difference, yeah. Especially when you're dealing with podcasting, it's a lot more uh, intimate, in, yeah, in, 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 in specific ways. But uh, okay, so to, just to give people a context of the kind of person that you are, you are you 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 do sweat a lot for the arts, is there, like, how did you get to have that much energy to do all this stuff? Um, I just don't sleep very much, I guess. (laughs) Is that for real? Like, are you a bit of an insomniac? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, um, but I think probably the more serious thing is I just really like, uh, interacting with the art community. Uh Um, and the, I don't have anything against the commercial side of it, but the, uh, sort of nonprofit alt alt space stuff really is exciting and meaningful. And so the more I do, the more 
people I know, the more I do. And then uh, it's just been really fulfilling. So that's why I do it. And how long have you been an artist, uh, like identified as an artist? Uh, since I was, my first show was in Rome. I studied, oh. yeah, I studied over in Rome uh, okay. through Temple back in like 97. And my intern job was helping with uh, the gallery. Okay. And then I got put into a show, a uh, group show while I was there. And so I got to hang out with artists and stuff like that. Um, and I sold my painting for like, I think it ended up being like 50 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was like, this is so cool. I thought it was just, I was like, I'm going to do this forever. And so that kind of got me started. And that's, uh, you know, I'll be 47 in a couple weeks, so it's over half my life. Damn, son. Yeah. <laughs> you made 47 look like 30. <laughs> oh. It's okay. the lighting. No, I had no idea you were the... You, I mean, not that you're... The, yeah, I'm like, super that, old. I didn't I'm know, in the winter of my life. I didn't know life. you were so wise, is what I meant to say. <laughs> but, uh, cool. And then, where did you grow up? So, so you studied... You, did you know that I grew up in Rome? When you said that, that you went to school in Rome? Because you no. kind of gestured, but I didn't. I couldn't tell. No, because we were talking about Florence. Yeah, yeah. you know. So I, I like I grew up over there as a kid. So oh no shit. Yeah, yeah. So I definitely have a vivid understanding of what it must be like to like study abroad there. Yeah, I yeah. was. Uh, so it was the Temple uh, program, mm-hmm. and it was near the Tiber. Okay. Uh, over by Piazza del Popolo. All right. That was my that was my hood. By the time I, we used to live in in Eur, which is like on the outskirts, it's the more fascist. It's the Mussolini swamp drained area. Oh, okay. Yeah, like they, they were marshlands that he cleared out, and then it's like suburban but fascist. Like, yeah, it, it, like, I I went out there to go. I forget what I was doing. I mean, this is you know twenty four years ago or whatever. But for some reason, I had gone out that way. Okay. Yeah. 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 I remember and, it. And it's, but, but it, anyway, uh, the point being that Rome is a very crazy city because it's like very ancient, but also very modern. Yeah. And, uh, and as like a point of influence that, that was a big deal to me growing up. Like that's kind of one of the things that I got into was sci-fi a lot. And <laughs> it's like, it is a weird sort of, it lives in that weird space where you like, you have all these it's like four cities on top of each other. Yeah. But anyway, so where did you That's grow That's true. Uh, Massachusetts, um, moved to Pennsylvania, lived in Philadelphia, um, lived sometime in um, New York, kind of ping-ponging back between... I had a girlfriend there. Mm. Um, and uh, so I'd take the Dragon Bus line from Chinatown to Chinatown. Okay. They were great. Like, they'd play, like, kung fu movies and... It so was there's, awesome. there was a train that went from Chinatown? It was a bus. It was a bus? Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, and then um, from there, moved to Chicago for grad school. And then lived and taught at the Art Institute of Chicago for, I mean, I was there for a total of 10 years, so a decade. And then there was like this super cold storm that came through, and it just like, my wife and I were just like, fuck this shit. And so... <laughs> so it was colder than usual? Yeah. I mean, it was like negative 40 with the wind chill. Okay. And I actually had a little piece of my ear get frostbite and fall out. But it was only the size of a pin, but I can still feel it if I touch my ear. It's 
really weird. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was like really fucking cold. It was cold, and like to get that on the way out the door was like trying to it, like. It felt like I was leaving some crazy murderous girlfriend or something. Like, how dare you leave me? So um, then we moved here, and we were here eight years, like a month ago, mm-hmm. or this month. Eight years, wow. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I moved like sometime in 2008. So it, oh. I, I, the other day, someone meant, was, we were, I was talking to someone, and I realized I had been here the longest that I've ever been anywhere. Yeah. And then that got scary. I was like, am I going to die here? <laughs> probably. The answer is probably. I don't know. With climate change, we'll see. I mean, <laughs> yeah. We'll see how long it's pleasant still. I know. Uh, yeah, but I'm, I, I'm not, I don't do well with cold either. I am from Florida, technically. Oh. You know, it's, uh, Miami Cuban, but like, man, when I'm over there, I sweat so much. I yeah, the I humidity can, yeah, is like, not cool. Yeah. <laughs> fuck that. I mean, I have really great memories but every time I remember, I always have to remember that, like, I was sweating. You know, like, <laughs> that it was fun, but it was, like, sticky. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> swamp ass. Yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. that. No way. But, uh, okay. And then, so, you came directly here to, uh, uh, from, uh, from cold climb, from Chicago? Yeah, it was a 70-degree difference. What was it, <laughs> like, uh, when you first... How did you, like, adjust? Because... For me, when I came here from Miami, the art scene was a lot more decentralized. Yeah. Like over there in Miami, it was Wynwood. I don't know what the art scene in Chicago is like. Maybe describe it, it a little bit and in, in its differences to L.A. Well, I mean, I don't... Well, okay, so it's smaller. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Which is fine. But um, there's, like, really kind of, like, only so much you can do. Mm -hmm. Um, It's also very driven by um, the universities, uh, particularly the Art Institute of Chicago. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of, like, kind of... There's really, like, two different things going on at a time. You know, so, like, zombie abstraction was a thing and then that's all you would see or can you maybe explain that uh, that that, that was like a derogatory term for this type of abstraction that was going on like I guess 10 years ago where it was just like useless blob paintings and it's it was it was a dark time but um (laughs) uh but it wasn't like abstractions of zombies no, I wish. Because <laughs> that sounds like... Yeah, that sounds like it. way cooler. <laughs> no, it, was, <laughs> it also sounds terrible, but... <laughs> no, it was like the dead walking yeah. as an abstraction, and you're like, ugh. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, but uh, the alt scene there is was amazing. Um, and that's... Like, I've been working with alternative spaces since the beginning. Um, but that was Chicago is where it really um, kind of, I was really got into it full mm-hmm. fully. And I'm not dissing Chicago's art, art scene, by the way. No, like, it doesn't sound like it. Yeah. I, it, no, it I, just, I, 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 and I, the, the question wasn't like challenging it. I, I, ju- I mean, I figure like, I think the only thing that you said that might be considered like, Hey, is that it's smaller. But I mean, I figured just, 
Like, Miami's scene has got to be smaller than LA's. Like, there's just so yeah. many artists out here. I mean, I, I believe that LA County's landmass is comparable to Switzerland. Okay. So it's just more people. So the art scene's bigger. Yeah. There's also a culture out here that has more um, collectors mm-hmm. than it does in Chicago. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, it's more f- like people want to have food experiences in Chicago. Really? Oh, yeah. So, it's a great food town. Really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I've been there once. It was lovely. It was during the summer. So I have a very, very like, uh, everybody's out and having a good time. That's absolutely vibe. true. Yeah. Yeah. But I've never done the like, fuck this cold. <laughs> oh, no. And don't. Don't uh, bother. Although I did, I went to a Cubs game and it was fun, but there was like these people that were just throwing shit at me. Like it it was a very, I don't want to like characterize all of Chicago based on that experience, but it was like, damn, that's really aggressive. Like some guy just like decided to fuck with me. Yeah. That sounds on brand. Okay. Okay. Well, that's. (laughs) I mean, for sports, it's not like in the art. Yeah. Seeing somebody's going to chuck a brush at your eyeball or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now we're slandering sports fans. That's funny. Yeah, were you ever into sports at all? No. Okay. No. It was funny. Well, I, uh, a little side tangent, but I watched uh, Major League Baseball on Apple TV, and it was so fucking surreal because it's not like the TBS era where they have just like an old guy that knows a lot of shit about it. Like it was like a podcast. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then like all of the references were promoting shows on the, sh- uh, on, on Apple plus, which is not that different because TBS used to do it. But the, just the idea of like this free roaming, like that's, they weren't rattling off thousands of statistics. And I'm like, are they trying to appeal to more people? Because that was like what I liked about it. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, like yeah. It's like, well, this guy's done this, this. Now they just have a little thing at the bottom that says like chances that he'll hit is like this percent. Right. Chances that he'll get an RBI. You know, and I was like, man, there's something lost in that where like that's basically what the announcer used to do. Yeah, so I, for the first time, I think in about 15 years, watched uh, a sporting event. It was the Super Bowl recently. Oh, my God. That one uh, I, I don't even watch anymore. No, I, well, my neighbor was really cool and invited us over and it was outside and we had snacks, so that was cool. But, you know, I think like, like I don't know anything about sports and then in general, and then like I don't like commercials. Uh-huh. And so that's like literally the whole thing. And so I mostly just like hung out and ate snacks. Yeah, that was the other thing said about said hi to people. There was so many fucking commercials. And it's, since it's baseball, you can't, like, cut away. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. I, for a second, I, I got through maybe six innings before I was just like, all right. They won. I lived close enough that I could hear the, the, Dodgers, um, the Dodgers were playing. I could hear the fireworks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then there's, like, a thing in my neighborhood where a lot of people are, like, they still call them the gentrifiers, which is legit. I'm not, like, belittling that. But I thought it was, like... I had never made the connection, and it was, like, 1957, which is, like, it's fair on you to, like, hold a grudge that long, you know? Yeah. And, and like, because it's it's pretty fair. But at the same time, I was just, like, I, I couldn't, I had never made that, right. like, made that thought where it's, like, it's over 50 years ago. Right. You know? So, anyway, I, let's get out of neighborhood politics, but... <laughs> <laughs> Although I had uh, 
Emily on the show, and fair enough that she didn't talk about it, but she was vandalized at, or, like, her piece was vandalized at a Bull Heights gallery, and I oh, didn't even yeah. know about that shit, and I was like, oh my god, that's yeah, so that was at uh, Dalton Warehouse, right? Was yeah. it the Dalton Warehouse I think, one? I think so. Yeah, these guys came in with red paint and threw it on stuff. Oh my god! And then they were like, "Go back to Europe," um, which oh. sounds great. I mean, I'd love to go back to <laughs> Europe. I was. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I, it's just interesting because, like, it's, it, I don't know. It, it's, it sucks. I had never, I had always been a little bit, like, supportive of the idea of, like, protesting galleries. But that's, like, you're not fucking hurting the gallery. You're hurting the artist, right? So it's well, such a crazy... Well, also, too, like, um, they were showing, a, if I remember correctly, like, there were local artists in, yeah, in, in the, the space... And really, like, it, I agree that, like, that stuff can sort of bring in, I can see, I can see their, where they're coming from, but really, I mean, you know, organizing against the landlords and stuff like that would be a little more productive yeah. than chucking red paint on some nerdy artist. Yeah. You know no, what I mean? That, that, that's, that's sort of made it real for me on the other side. And I'm sorry, maybe I, I'm going to have to ask Emily if I can use her name because I don't know, necessarily want to bring her into this oh, like, yeah. huge political like debate about yeah. <laughs> gentrification. I don't know. Maybe she doesn't want to be outed, but I, I can just bleep out her name if that's the case. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. But, um, but okay, let, let, to, to, to safer topics... Uh, you have a topic in particular that you wanted to talk about, right? Which was the, or you mentioned it. I don't know if you remember what you had said, but you wanted to talk about uh, organizing the exchanges. Yeah, that would be, yeah, that's something, well, you know. Unless you have another topic since. I don't want to pin you. Pin I mean, you. honestly, that's pretty much all I do. I know. That's you what know. you said. Yeah, I mean, like, it's <laughs> eat, slip, sleep, shit, this stuff. Yeah, it it takes up a lot of headspace um no let's do it uh so the last couple years have not been my most like creative years in the studio um and I realized early on uh during lockdown that I had enough energy to do you know one and a half things Uh and so my studio practice, I took outside and hiked through the Hollywood Hills and made lots of black and white drawings and stuff. Um, Some of which are, you can see in the background if you're watching on YouTube. Right. That's my, hey, maybe you should check us out on YouTube plug. That was good. That <laughs> was real episode. smooth. And then while you're there, why don't you comment about this conversation? Yeah. I'm just like now unloading. What do they all- say? <laughs> like smash the like button. <laughs> Smash. Not what the kids yeah, that's, say. That's what the, it's exactly what the kids say. Uh, you know Dakota Newt, right? When he was on yeah. the show, he was like, he just kept doing that. He, he, he would like, say something. He's like, comment down below. I was like, dude, this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I should have hired you as a media strategist. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we, uh, so early on, um, I was talking to some of the other folks, and we had been locked down for a minute. And um, I helped um, my friend Danny Dodge move out of her apartment to another apartment. And we were hanging outside uh, afterwards, you know, socially distanced. And we were drinking Bloody Marys. And we were just kind of talking about how nice it was to see another human being. 
And so um, we started talking about, like, what would Mad Max do Mm -hmm. um, uh, for our art show. And um, that's how we got High Beam started. Yeah. As you're explaining this, I felt felt like I... Derelict in my duties as a host because I didn't bring up that you were the <laughs> the crea- co-creator of High Beams. Yeah, it's like I'm yeah. one of five. But yeah, so we we started doing mm-hmm. uh, drive-through art shows, mm-hmm. uh, and so basically I decided like that's what I wanted to focus on. Okay. Um, and so we did collective, like we sort of unofficially called it like a collective of collectives, mm-hmm. and. Um, we did one in the parking lot. It was like September 2020 and it was a heat wave and we got all these people, um, to participate and we had over 150 cars come through. Oh, wow. Yeah. And we caused like a traffic jam down the street and stuff. It was so cool. And everybody was like so stoked to be out. It was really like kind of the first thing many, many, many people had done. Yeah. Um, And uh, it got us all supercharged. So we were like, let's do a second one. Um, And then we were working with the Bendex building, which um, they've been absolutely instrumental um, f- for the success of our galleries, honestly, like no. you know, um, it's a great building, and the people who work there are really generous, and they let us do a show in the back parking lot, and then we did our first Halloween one here at Gallery. Also, um, that's well, I was I showed at the first one through um, Molly, yeah, through Molly, okay, and then. At, oh, uh, so you were part of the sculpture garden? Yeah, I, okay. I, I had the. I for people that don't know, I did a soy sauce fountain, which was dripping soy sauce. Uh, I remember uh, that. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, and that was really fun. And then uh, I came to this one here at uh, Also Gallery. Yeah. And, oh, by the way, we are not just at your studio. We're at Also Gallery, which I, sh- I can shout out to Deborah Bros, who's also here. Yeah. And uh, I don't know who else I, I should disclose. disclose. Um. Well, Easton, Easton, Easton Miller, he okay. runs it. So I'm also part of also. Okay. Yeah. And they, and they do do shows. They, they, yeah. I yeah. Well, and we'll have shows coming back hopefully this summer. It's, you know, got derailed once again, but. Yeah. I mean, we'll, Monta Vista has been struggling to get I mean, everybody going. is yeah. like, you know. It's hard. We're, we're, we're getting there. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's hard to like because now you're just processing what you've been through, and you're trying to like go back out into the world, and it's like oh my god. But anyway, during during uh, that was the first time that I had a really fun time, and when I showed up, my first thought was like I fucking love weirdos. You know, yeah. like I was like I was so happy to be among like-minded yeah. people. You were wearing a uh, butt uh, wings. Oh yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. the hell that was. Yeah, and I felt so ashamed that I didn't get dressed up. And then next year that we did it, yeah, uh, uh, the, the next year that w- there was a Halloween one, I dressed up as a raver, as me as as myself as a raver. That's so, great. So the, I felt so bad and like. I had missed out on some of the fun that was to be had. Right, right. Because everybody was looking so great. But anyway, so tell us about that show and, and more a little bit more about uh, So that was our Halloween show. <laughs> um, that 
actually it was the second one we no 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 we've had a musical component like musicians of all sorts of different types also perform um in all of them and uh that's been really interesting because that's not something that i had sort of been part of um mm. to help organize so that was really interesting um and fun uh that's kind of like it's got to be fun. Yeah. If it's not fun, I'm not doing it. Like, yeah. forget it. Um, so yeah. So uh, we had some mini golf here and videos and live music and stuff like that. And that one was really cool because that was right before election mm-hmm. and everybody was wigging out yeah. because, you know, everybody's talking about Civil War and all this other stuff. And so... You know, um, it was so fucking crazy. So we were just like, basically like, hey, the world's insane. Come take a break. You know, <laughs> like, and it worked out really, really well. Um, and um, it was a relief, man. And people were like, you could tell people were really happy. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody, the costumes were great. Yeah. Well, you know, I, one thing I, I sort of later on, like looking back at it, realized was like, <laughs> You know, when we do a high beams, we pick these really specific places to do them. And then we go there and we, you know, curate, lightly curate. We usually just pick folks that we know will do a good job. And we've all been in lockdown, so we're extra open about, like, what people show and stuff like that. Because that was, you know, the point. Um, Or one of the points. So, um, but what I realized was... It was also, it wasn't just physically where we were at, but kind of like where we were at with uh, vaccination. Mm-hmm. So I remember during the second one, um, I heard a lot of people, not creepy style like I was listening in, but like I was at the front waving people in with this flag for a drive through, but hardly anybody drove through for the second one because everybody had started to be vaccinated. Yeah. Yeah. And so I heard like, Hey, it's been so long since I've seen you. Can I give you a hug? (laughs) You know? And I felt like, Oh, um, and then, you know, by the third one, people were a little slightly more used to like hanging out outside and that kind of thing. And then the fourth one we did down, um, at the, uh, parking lot of Torrance art museum. Uh, And that was a daytime one. Usually we do them at night. It was hot that day. (laughs) I I, I didn't bring a sunscreen. I was like, dude, I got to (laughs) go. Yeah, there were so many people who forgot sunscreen because we forgot how to be humans and do things outside and all this. Um, uh, But that one was like probably the most sober burning man. Yes. You know, but um, it was great. And we had like 16 or 18 galleries came and did it. Because one thing I, I realized, like, doing these big organizational things is usually the first one, you get, like, the trailblazers, and then everybody else sees it, and then it gets a lot easier because everybody's there's, like, proof of concept, you know, mm-hmm. like, oh, they can do this. Yeah, yeah. So, so we've been kind of growing them out since then. In and terms of booking venues, you mean, specifically? or The or whole thing. Everybody. Like get, getting collectives there, getting artists involved. I can't imagine that it was hard to get collectives for you, sir. Knowing <laughs> <laughs> so goddamn many. I mean, well, it wasn't it wasn't hard to get them on board. It's like keeping them. 
um, excited. Okay. Uh, and, you know. through I, I do hear that there are a lot of Zoom calls. Oh, yeah. And then we're also forgetting the, there were two near the Bendix. There was one at, but behind the Bendix. That's the second one, that, yeah. No, the... Oh, the, well, there was the first one across the street. The second one was, was the behind, back parking oh, lot. okay. Then it was here. Here. Then it was Torrance. And then a year later, it was on the roof. Yeah, we were going to do the roof the year before, but, uh, you know, we had like a wave of of the Rona come through and yeah, nobody yeah. wanted to get on an elevator and the roof's 11 stories up. I see the logistics are a Yes, the logistics were a big problem. <laughs> so we waited a year, but it, it turned out great. Um, if anybody wants to check that stuff out, it's highbeams.art. So write it down. Highbeams.art. And yeah. then there, you guys have an Instagram, which you don't run, I imagine, because no. you, don't, you, you have a healthy lifestyle. <laughs> well, okay. I, yeah, I, got, uh, I quit um, social media two years ago. Okay. And right at the height of like everybody freaking out, which makes sense. Yeah, well, I had my own actual things going on, um, and I didn't need to adopt anybody else's. And like, I couldn't filter that out to the point that I actually stopped watching TV. Wow. Uh, because like, I like, I was like, this is somebody else's drama. No. <laughs> oh, like like uh, scripted television? You mean? Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't anything. I was on like maximum overload, so I just. <laughs> yeah, you told me a little bit about that off air. It sounds legit. It sounds like I, I like based on uh, on the what you described. It sounds like it would be a lot to hear someone else. Like, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think we were watching like Better Call Saul. Oh, my God. And I was like, no. I have problems with that show. We it, don't have to get into that. No. I, yeah. I mean, I quit it. I yeah. quit. I, like, I just kind of, I don't know. I just had to uh, focus on other things. So some of the other projects I've been working on was um, I took, I helped organize the five Tiger Strikes asteroid spaces and paired them with five galleries in Berlin, and we just got back from that. Oh, so you, you, you just did that this year? Yeah, I just did that like a couple of weeks ago. Okay, because I did see some people were over there. Uh, yeah. I just, I mean, since you're not on social media, I didn't, it didn't make the connection that you would be there. Yeah, no, I, if you look in the back of the... Other people's photos? You're yeah, because I'm tall, so I'm always like in the back, everybody sticks me in the back, so I'm a little head in the back, like, <laughs> yay! Um, yeah, so uh, we ended up doing six shows. There was a group show with a lot of um, the Berliners involved, along with um, different members from the different sites, we did a performance evening, and we did a movie screening. Cool. Yeah. And you did that as all five TSAs? Yeah, so we did it as the network. And then you did how many, how many, um, how many spaces did you guys show at? Six. Six, okay. Yeah. Yeah, well, there were six shows. So there was e- each space, so like Philly, New York, Chicago, L.A., South Carolina, all had paired up with a gallery. And next year what'll happen is each space that hosts us will go to the city uh that they hosted and do a show here in the United States. Okay. Yeah. And that's gonna be happening well, it's happening now because that's when we're releasing the episode. Right, right. <laughs> well then the other other project is one that I was working in twenty nineteen where uh 
myself, um, Daniel Weissenfeld, and Max Pressneal got together and put together 40 galleries. So 20 LA galleries matched with 20 Berlin galleries, and we went over. Is this separate from BLA Connect? No, that's BLA Connect. Okay. This other one that I just told you about with the it's confusing. Okay, so there's two Berlin exchanges. Yeah, and okay. they were supposed to be more spaced out, but everything's been kind of yeah compressed because the yeah world we're all is, catching up yeah, and yeah. freaking out. And I just heard Made in LA is is taking it's on sabbatical, and I was like, yeah, good idea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh, not the Hammer Show. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> Don't right. freak out. <laughs> <laughs> But those guys are going to come over. We were supposed to have them come in 2020, but womp, womp, yeah. and then 21, womp, womp, part two. Um, so they'll That's be, why I was confused that, about you going over there, because yeah. then you guys had already gone over there in 2020, right? And then 2019. 2019. And, now, and this is, you're doing the return part now. Yeah. For, wow. for this, the, yeah. which is separate. separate yeah. So from one the is the thing. network, yeah. okay. this other one's with the city. Yeah. Cause that's what I, that's what I like. I remember that you had already gone there. Yeah. Cause, um, I yeah. went for another time too, but that's a whole other thing. <laughs> I have some questions about Germ- art, uh, the art scene in Germany then, yeah. but, but we, if, if you can finish describing. Um, so, well, there, they'll be here in July. Um, uh, there's going to be staggered openings around the city. There's going to be, uh, organized openings at the Bendex and there's eight or nine participating galleries in the Bendex and the Bendex is also sponsoring us. Mm-hmm. And so um, they're going to open up the, you know, any artist studios that want to have like an open studio night, they can be there too and meet everybody. So the whole building is going to be open. It's all going to be art stuff and it's going to be, Super fun. What night is that? Um, that's going to be July 9th, July Saturday. 9th. Okay. Yeah. So the weekend after uh, July 4th. So if you want to exactly. keep partying. Right. You know. <laughs> yeah. Or if you want to save it up because our shit's going to be way better. <laughs> um, but yeah, so there'll be stuff running from the 7th to, I want to say the 12th. So we'll also have a film screening and we're going to do something on the roof again. We're going to have a performance night on the roof. As uh, sort of the grand finale of the festival. So not not on the ninth. That's a separate night. That's a separate night. That'll be on, I believe, the twelfth. Yeah, the the roof party was so legendary that I think <laughs> recently I was there was a, I think it was when you guys did the TSA LA show uh, opening the one with um, uh, Rebecca Forstatter and. Uh, Maybe you don't know the, all, all the artists who were in there. The, the mm. last show that you guys put up. The one that Kate curated with the celebrity? Yeah, celebrity. Okay, one. yeah. Yeah, so uh, on that night... I was in was, Berlin. Oh, okay. Someone yeah. was asking... Yeah, actually, I was like, where is he? Yeah. <laughs> um, someone was asking if the, uh, the roof was open. And I was like, oh, man, I'm sorry. And I, I, yeah. I did the most evil thing. I was like, it was awesome, though. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, you know, now that it's kind of got out that... Um, that that happens. Yeah, that it, we get requests all the time, like, I'd love to go to the roof. It's like, yeah, there's, like, security and insurance and, like, all of this logistical stuff before they can open up the door. Yeah. So it's not like, you know... 
I'm still jealous of of the people that got all the way up because there was a second like layer that I didn't get access to as a as a guest. Yeah, that was for so we had some um, drones being flown around filming, Uh um, and also doing an art piece where they actually projected real time from up above, uh, Mm -hmm. and so you could interact with it and stuff. It was cool. Um, That was one of the pieces at the the last Halloween show. But this one will be performances of Berliners and Angelinos. Mm-hmm. And uh, it'll run a couple hours, but we'll take breaks and stuff, and you can kind of, you know, everybody's going to want to take pictures and stuff because it's so amazing up there. Yeah. Um, are you going to put up, are you going to have Jimmy do the the net thing again, or are you guys going to, because that takes up so much space, but that was amazing. I know, it was so fun. You know, okay, so this he put, big, For people that don't know, uh, our friend Jamie Hamilton, he put up a, a, a net that he made himself to catch himself from, well, he does uh, tightrope walking, right. <clears throat> and he put it, like, at a slant on the roof so you could, like, look out over to, out onto the city. It was a giant hammock. Yes. Um, and it was a two-night event. So I had to get there early because I was kind of heading it. Mm-hmm. And um, I got there and I was exhausted because the first, the first night we did all the installation. Well, we did installation on Friday and then it was open Saturday and Sunday. So I was in, going into my third day of getting everything set up. And uh, I climbed up onto the hammock thing overlooking downtown L.A. and this cool breeze came by. And I totally fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> it was great because he was out there spotting people, just making sure. Yeah. Because it was a little freaky, but it was, it's it, it felt pretty safe. I mean. It's could, elastic, so that, that was the concern. I think if you, like, bounce on it, you, yeah, you might, Yeah, people like, were like, don't launch my children. But <laughs> we had checked all the stuff, and we worked it out with the building. Again, who were just, like, really amazing about letting us even attempt such a thing. Um, and they were really happy with it. Uh, no one died. Uh, that's, Thank God. that's a plus. That's always <laughs> Jesus, a plus. That could have taken a real turn. <laughs> the end of high beams. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, that would have sucked. Um, <laughs> yeah. I like the, the thought just registering how dark that, like you're <laughs> like laughing and then you just were like, no, yeah, that would have oh, been, yeah, been pretty bad. Um, but yeah, any rate. So, so two questions. Can mm. you, because I, I don't think a lot, I mean, it exists everywhere, I'm sure, but the Bendix building is a pretty specific thing in LA. Are there other buildings that have that many gallery spaces? Not to my knowledge. Okay. We're kind so, of a special thing. So it, I, what I try to describe, the way that I describe it is like an art mall, but that doesn't really do it justice because you picture a mall, right? Like, yeah. It's like a one-stop shop with a lot of galleries that's vertical. Right. Right, and there's a couple of commercial ones, and there's... A like Track 16. Right. Track 16, yeah, Track 16... It, it throttles the line, but it sells yeah. work. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. And does, does TSA does it try to sell work, or does it do it mostly to fundraise? Because it's a nonprofit, um, right? Yeah, it's mostly... Yeah, we don't really focus on that. But if someone wants to buy a piece, you're not, you're not going to be like, no, the artist it can never sell that piece because it's shown here. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we rule He'll with sell the it iron grip. <laughs> you sell it to somebody that's not you because you saw it in this space. Yeah, Anybody it's very else, you're disqualified. Yeah, you can't get in the door unless you sign like a whole bunch of paperwork and awesome. stuff. Awesome. Yeah. 
Well, it's, now you know it's incredibly it. uncomfortable. <laughs> I wonder what your co-director is going to think of this interview, this part of the interview. He'll probably go, car roll. <laughs> you know? That's not the image we want to put forth. People don't understand irony. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then, okay, so that, that's pretty cool. Um, but then now you have the, you, you're, you, you described, I like the description of uh, high beams as a, um, and we can go back to BLA Connect, but I, yeah, but but I, I want to take us back to High Beams because the next pitch is pretty interesting for the next show. Ah, uh, yes. So um, during the fourth <clears throat> High Beams down at Torrance Art Museum, uh, Tiger Sticks Asteroid was working with a group out in Denver called Hyperlink. Mm-hmm. And they had a blast. And they were like, oh, you should do one in Denver. Okay. So rewind back to the whole what would Mad Max do? We actually were talking about it. And one of the things we talked about was Mad Max would do a convoy. <laughs> you know, like that's definitely a Mad Max thing. Um, and we sort of laughed about it. <laughs> but um, we're going to do, we're going to jump in our cars and we're going to like get somewhere in Utah, take over a motel party, next day jump in the car <laughs> and keep going, and we'll get to Denver. And then the following day, we're going to do a high beams in Denver. But are you guys carrying art within like U hauls and stuff? Is that like I mean, are, are you making like spaces? Because now I want to see people jumping. You know, like from car to car. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> to, I'll, I, to see like just gallery hopping, literally, but it's like right, moving vehicles. Right, right. <laughs> I uh, no, but I, I like, would do that. No, I to- <laughs> I, I know I shouldn't be encouraging you. <laughs> Sounds like a good idea. Thanks for giving it to me. <laughs> no, it's your idea. I'm just like literally using your, your, your imagery. Um, but so, so then uh, at, when you say party at parking lots, essentially like have high beams along the way as well. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, unsanctioned, <clears throat> unpermitted, kind of like, we're just having beer, but like, there's maybe some art in this car. I'm sure. We, we're still hammering out like uh, some of the specifics, but I'm absolutely sure that we'll be setting up along the way. I'm sure of it. Uh-huh. But, but the, the, big, the big part of it will be getting to Denver. Um, we have a uh, parking lot. And so we're still banging out, like, okay, so usually, like, when we do them, everybody gets a couple of parking spaces, and so it's set up like a grid, Mm -hmm. essentially. And that was particularly important in terms of logistics when cars were driving through, because then we knew where the cars were and where people shouldn't be, so nobody got (laughs) ran over. Yeah. Um, But now, because everybody's vaccinated and stuff, nobody wants to drive through anymore, uh, everybody just wants to go interact with things. So that it changes the type of work. It changes like how you hang it or display it or whatever. Um, <clears throat> so uh, where was I going with that? Well, I think you guys should do like a trucker know. convoy like the one in Canada. But, <laughs> but like just protesting bad taste. so we can't use yeah so we talked about that um those asshole trucker dudes um screwed up our whole you know we were gonna call it convoy but that's not cool anymore i think convoy is fine i don't think that those guys were the the worst (laughs) i mean yeah no they weren't the worst but they definitely 
like, I don't know, you know, like, there's all these groups that have kind of, like, popped up over the years, like, where the Boogaloo boys wear Hawaiian shirts. Yeah, yeah. And, and now have you beers. can't wear Hawaiian shirts, which yeah. is your, it seems like you look great in a Hawaiian shirt. Well, thank you. It's my, um, it's my uniform for the last 20 plus years. I went through a Hawaiian phase uh, shirt in my early 20s and... And, yeah, then, yeah. and then got out of it like a normal person. No, I mean, I, I would do it again. It's just that, like, you know, it hasn't come back in style and I'm a, I'm a follower. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing it so long now that, like, uh, I've seen it come in style and I'm like, oh, it's back again. Yeah, like, yeah. I think I've been through about three or four cycles because it's been, it's actually over 20 years that I've been wearing Hawaiian shirts. I wonder how, like, genuinely Hawaiian, you know, like... Is it like, uh, uh, as they say over there, which oh. is, <laughs> actually, maybe I shouldn't say that shit. Oh, I don't know. I, I might get me censored on YouTube. Oh, it's really? Like, yeah, I think it's a slur. It is a slur. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, anybody I've run into, um, no, it doesn't seem like anybody gives a shit. You yeah. know, honestly, like, it's like, I think, I think the folks who... It's been brought up to me, you know, it's been 22 years, so everything's been brought up to me because it's a long time. Um, But uh, the very few times anybody's ever said anything, it's usually like overly concerned white people um, and everybody else doesn't give a shit (laughs) because everybody's got like real lives and shit going on. Yeah, they're not like worried that you're a boogaloo boy. Right, (laughs) because the other part of their uniform that's pretty crucial is the machine gun. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, so, like, that's, like, probably more of a concern. That's the problem with all those decentralized kind of organizations. Like, um, we don't have to talk about the big ones, but I, I, I don't know if you've ever watched any Antifa protest, counter-protest video. No. But some, t- some of it is really problematic. Like, oh, I'm sure. Yeah. And, and then you're like, well... You know, so anyway, we don't have to get into a discussion about like <laughs> factions. We were talking about fashion, yeah. yeah but yeah. but even, I think yeah, uh, you're probably still safe because even the Boogaloo Boys, it's it's one of those organizations that like there's LGBT members as well. Like they, it's so confusing. Yeah. And and then like my thing is like when anybody tells me that someone's like bad, I'm like, oh, okay, why are you telling me that? Like, right. <laughs> yeah. You know, what is it? What's in it for you to make sure that I n- hate these people? Right. You know, like that's kind of my my new guiding principle because I got burnt out. You know, I mean, we've been through a lot in those two years that we've been talking about. That two year period is like insane. Yeah. Well, that's what, like, you know, um, I I only in the last six months have been able to like watch TV look at YouTube mm. or anything. I've really been like the guy reading books. That's probably and, really healthy. I mean, you're much more present and you're do it's active. It's an active participation thing. Yeah. You have to like build, you have to stay focused. You have to construct the fantasy in your head yeah. as opposed to like, just like passively like, Oh, give it all to me. Well, I just could. I mean, I, I like to be passive. Oh, sometimes. it's amazing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I just like, like, you know, Again, it's just like other people drama stuff. Like, I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't <laughs> do it. Like, I just like the emotional hotel had no vacancy yeah, for yeah. years. So it's really like right now, um, uh, you know, I'm able to sort of like watch a 
television show. How and, novel. <laughs> yeah, you know, and stuff like that. But, like, basically, going back to the whole, like, presence thing, I mean, I feel like the last couple of years with High Beams, <clears throat> with BLA Connect, with 5x5, five five, which is what the TSA mm-hmm. thing is called, um, those were all, like, kind of, like, self-care things. Like, I feel like, like, a lot of... Like pretty much the last couple of years has been like trying to figure out how to not go completely insane, mm-hmm. um, and so these are like they've really helped me that way. Yeah, yeah. But it, I, to me, it's interesting just the amount of energy that you put out. Like you, that's the, how many is that? That's at least three. There's high beams, uh, BLA Connect, five by five. Then you're also a TSA LA. You do some random shit too. It's, yeah. and, you, and then you have your own practice. <clears throat> right. Re, like that, I can relate to the idea of how it is rewarding and it is self care, you know, because I took a long time off of the show, long enough that, like, I think that I was doing the show so long that I got tired of always being a public person in my mind, you know, right. like, not, not, that I, not that I'm like famous or anything like that, but that I have to like always watch what I'm saying, you know, in right. conversations. It's exhausting. It is. And then also just always thinking about what to post and how my posts are doing and promoting the whole thing. So I definitely need, I definitely did get burnt out, especially because at the time there was no socializing. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, but it is nice to be able to just come into someone's space, kind of hang out, get a sense, like, you know, there's something definitely that won't translate about being here, but I do right. like that we hear the trains in the background. Yeah, and I the heard cars, those too. Yeah, the cars are passing by. Yeah, like, you know, the thin walls of it. I think it's it's not uh, it's not annoying white noise. We got a hel- helicopter in the background always. But but it, I don't know. I do get because it is like it is extra work. I I know from talking to people how many. Uh, Zoom meetings it required to do the high beams and the like. I've we had got, one every Monday night. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, That's we had long. one every Monday night. Uh, well, so like people were like, can we do less? And we we're like, sure. And then we did less, and everybody's like, we missed them. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, well, they're back on. Okay. <laughs> and then we were like, well, they're, they're optional. You know, like yeah. we're going to take care of stuff, but, you know, so like, we would have those, but we would have the core of us. We would have pre-Zoom um, calls. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I teach six classes, and all six of them were Zoom. Um, that's a lot of Zoom. Yeah, yeah. That's, like, a lot. No, I know. Yeah. I, 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 in the end, I did not enjoy doing the show through Zoom. Yeah. Because I feel like... That makes sense. Someone's presence. I feel like there were too many episodes where because there was no like interaction with me in person, like the person would freeze up and then I would just feel like I needed to uh, fill up the space a little bit more. Whereas like these are just going a lot easier. And I felt like that's how it was before when I did just audio. You know, like I, I used to do just audio at my house and people would come over. And to some degree, it was kind of convenient to do the Zoom thing, but ultimately, I wasn't like the product isn't as good. Well, I mean, if you think about it in terms of practice, uh, being in a room with a human being is something we've been doing yeah, yeah. since we were born, as yeah. opposed to like being shoved onto video conferencing to me. And this is super ignorant, but I always kind of brushed <clears throat> it off as like, 
the sad foreign kid in college missed his family, so would use Skype. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I was always kind of relegated to that. I always felt like, oh, man, <laughs> sorry. You know, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go see my family in person. Bye. Um, but, you know, I guess we all became sad foreign kids. We did. We did. <laughs> I, I actually have been that sad foreign kid. <laughs> yeah. And and I remember like the the sort of like the distance between you like there's something weird about the nostalgia or or, or the homesickness and yeah. then seeing the person leave after the end of a call yeah. that's what that's the first thing that came to mind is just like oh you're like you know <laughs> yeah yeah Ugh, fucking okay so then what, let's talk a little bit about what your practice then we could we could do a little bit of that because we've talked oh. so much about so so you are a painter yeah yeah by I, practice by, by yeah practice. Uh, primarily like painting drawing and woodblock prints okay um do you have access to printmaking stuff right now it's okay so i used to in chicago i have i'm very lucky i have some very 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 close people to me who are also like master printers i mean it's amazing and la is you're fucking spoiled that's yeah the i i came up in another interview but uh i did an open call and i accepted everyone because the shit is so good yeah (laughs) there's so many yeah i mean well these guys were this is back in chicago these Uh two guys but um uh we still work together so one of them still lives in Chicago, and one of them moved to New York. So what we do is we send each other wood blocks, and we carve on them and send drawings and stuff like that, and we still make collaborative wood block prints. Nice. Although I haven't made one in... I haven't made a whole heck of a lot in the last two years. That's not true. You've been doing your drawing. Your... Oh, yeah. I mean, I, d- I have, but not like... Not, not like practice. normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. more practice work rather than like finished products. Yeah, or I'm just like, I don't even know. Like, I'm not even, everything's been so hard that I made a pact with myself to just do whatever it is I want to do. And then whenever I'm feeling better, if that ever happens again, then I'll swing back around and take a more critical look at it. But until then, I'm just going to do stuff and be mm-hmm. like, yay, I did something. Yeah, that's. I think that sometimes, I think when I got out of school, right after I got out of school, it was hard for me to kind of, um, get past, make enough so that I had enough to edit. Right. You know? Right. And that's definitely, like, I'm actually kind of on a, I started off doing these drawings that I called dumb drawings, right? <laughs> and I kind of like all of them now. <laughs> yeah. You know? Like, I mean, not all of them, I definitely, but like the more I keep adding to the setup and it's just a really repeating, it's almost like they need each other because it's the, the rhythm between the, the, the different drawings. But when I started it, I was like, I hate this. Why am I drawing this? You know? And yeah. then and then after a certain while, like, you kind of have to, like, push through that. Which yeah. Is, it's almost, a, it's a, one of those dumb things that you have to relearn, too. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, yeah, you've been making art all this time, and you're like, but it sounds like that's kind of what, you, what, you, what you're doing. Yeah, I guess so. Um, yeah, I mean, actually, like, I think I don't give my, like... I kind of like just make these while I'm out hiking. Mm-hmm. Uh, might take them back and do a couple of little things with a fresh eye, like a couple of days later or something. But mainly, they're just like out there doing stuff. They don't have like crazy titles. They're just like, you know, the the name of the trail mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, 
and uh, I don't know. They're like my attention span has been, like I said, like more focused on these like big projects mm-hmm. um, for the community or whatnot. Um, but in my own personal uh, practice, like you know, if I could get three hours and you know focus, then it's amazing. Right. I was like. And three hours is pushing it because I'm really talking yeah. about probably two hours, honestly. It's crazy. The idea also of just making art full time because how, how much, how good are you in, in a week? <laughs> I mean, I, I once had a, this opportunity that, ha- or this thing that happened that was amazing. Uh, it never happened like that before or after. But like when I first moved here, I had a solo show over in Australia, mm-hmm. in Sydney, with this great gallery. And they sold a shit pile of work. And so I didn't have to have a day job for almost a year. Mm-hmm. And so I just treated it like a residency and only did... I, every day I'd go to the studio for seven hours a day and work, 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 work. And about five months into it, I realized that, like... As a full-time studio artist, I just got kind of weird. Like, you know, like, because, like, I wasn't really, like, seeing anybody or... Wait. wait. Oh, like, the isolation made you, like... Like, kind of like... It's like when people live alone and they forget, like, how they smell kind of Yeah, that kind of stuff. Like, I was definitely getting, like, you know, like, peering out the window and being like, oh, I said old lady walking that loud dog again. I hate her. You know, it's like, what are you doing, dude? Like... <laughs> you need friends. Yeah, time to go get some friends. Well, Deborah, Deborah, who's who's works in the studio, I, she's also talked about it, and she's like the closest thing to somebody that. And I mean, there's so much closeness because she does uh, uh, ceramic. I know you know, yeah, uh, ceramic restoration. Um, but even that, like, when you to to me, that's almost even more difficult, right? Like if I'm editing video all day at my job and then I'm making video art, like yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> that sounds like my brain is already going to be fried by all of that, right. right? So it's interesting. It is it is an interesting question about how much is like a legit like how many hours constitute a legitimate practice, right? I right. bet it's different for everybody. Oh yeah, totally. And I mean, when you do it a long time, I mean, I found like. I used to scold myself like, oh, mm-hmm. you only made 20 pieces this year or yeah. something, you know. It's like the universe doesn't give a shit. Like to calm down, like, you know, like you made as many as you made and you had shit go on and now you're a year older and you're going to do it again. It's not like you're going to quit, so fuck it, you know. Like, yeah. Um, I don't know. That resonates with episodes too. <laughs> it's like yeah. I don't need to be a martyr for this. <laughs> no, no, because what it's like the only thing that yeah, you just like your great reward is that you burned yourself out. Yeah, it's and like, you don't congratulations. Do it again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, this is you know, this is a marathon, not a sprint. For know? sure. For sure. It and it, it <clears throat> the more I get into it, like I'm not necessarily consider the more I do this, the more I start to kind of, I get an idea of what my ambitions are in terms of like even having, even if I'm going to do any kind of commercial success, it's like, it's definitely, I'm not gunning for the a commercial gallery space, right? Right. It doesn't seem like a beneficial relationship. It seems like there's a lot of pressure. 
involved in that. I think that like the content creator space, I know, I, uh, like I've interviewed people that, you know, uh, like CCAM, who's in Austin, and people that have their own Etsy shops. And I'm like, like, why did, why is there like such an academic way, like sense of throwing shade at that kind of, like right. so many people study art and they don't make a fucking living at it, right? Right. <laughs> but as they're in school, they're like, oh, <laughs> you know, uh, what's what's the guy? What's the Christian painter of light guy that the, oh, everyone uh, shits on? Kincaid. <laughs> yeah, Kincaid. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like we're all snooty and this motherfucker's living well while we're starving. <laughs> I know. It's like, yeah, it's definitely like, oh, you didn't make it in the commercial wor- world? Well, fall on your sword. Yeah, you know, exactly. and you're like, no, fuck you. Like, yeah, yeah. It, there's a million ways to do stuff. Um, like I said, like I, I don't have a problem with um, the commercial world at all, but I, yeah. would, I, I personally like, you know, okay. Just, so you talk about energy levels. Like, I mean, I feel like the alt space world um, is way more fulfilling. Yes, which yeah. is what this is literally what this show is. It's right. like it, it exists in that space, mostly because I don't have access to those people. But also, like I, I mean, I booked the show. I could try. You know? Yeah, <laughs> like this is what I'm, yeah. I want to talk to Deborah. I, like I got into Monta Vista without even necessarily knowing how to do it. Right. But, but like I just was like interested in these people and hanging out with them, and they were like, "Oh, what you're doing is interesting." So come on board. I mean, that's how it works. That's how all of this shit works. Yeah. It's like. It's, I don't even want to say it's like a meritocracy because that doesn't even necessarily apply, but it's mm-hmm. like, it's like people respond to people taking initiative and right. that, and that's what maybe the commercial world doesn't reward quite as, or, or it's like, I, I, I couldn't even speak to it because I'm not even attempting that world, but you know, like the commercial gallery space is more about like relationships and collectors and stuff like that. Well, it's about money. Yeah, exactly. So like if you're a dick, but you make like a, make the gallery a bunch of money they'll keep you. Yeah. But if you're if you're a dick um in a collective, you get booted. Yeah. So you got to be nice. Yeah, yeah. That's and definitely and true. you know, because like we're all we're all like spending our own money to do this, but we're also you know, there's an economy of time, you know, um but that feels more real to me. That feels like a more real way. Like I really truly enjoy openings at the Bendex. Yes. Like, everybody's cool. Anybody who's, like, being a turd has taken off at this point. You know what I mean? They've gone elsewhere. And there's definitely, like, I feel like, I mean, and this, I don't want to get you in trouble, but I feel (laughs) like there's definitely uh, uh, a colleague, colleague, Jill, (laughs) <laughs> collegial collegial nature okay <laughs> oh yeah yeah because we're all even even with the, between the spaces even though there might be some sort of like hmm, maybe this space is not as is not my scene like it's like it's it's uh it's genuinely egalitarian where it's like well they're doing their thing you know right. like like it's like like I, I i i guess what i'm saying specifically is that there are spaces unlike uh Monta vista where uh, artists, the artists that are part of the uh, that are members show their own work, right? Yeah. Which, which, I, I, th- I think different people approach different uh, ways, but I don't necessarily like um, think that they're invalid. And no. I feel, and I and I feel like I feel like that is a healthy space. Just because we have an ethos doesn't mean that everybody that doesn't follow those guidelines is like right wrong. You no, know? in fact, I think. 
the more that we work together and the more we l- like let in other ways of doing things, the stronger and richer it is, Yeah, you know? Um, and a broader audience that we bring for the artists that we show. But, you know? and then the other thing is the, the amazing, like, networking like i actually just realized that i know some of the artists that show that are were in celebrity well i know one of them i know of the other one but um they're part of a collective in in pittsburgh i think it was or in uh or in new york i I forget exactly uh what the i think it's double double project or something like that Mm. but i met i heard about them through tsala yeah (laughs) you know and and so like little things like that like um is 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 cool like to be part of that exchange you know like i've had people get shows from doing the podcast right like and to me that's like oh my god yeah it's great <laughs> that's it's like great. maybe the best thing that's come out of doing the show yeah yeah, like, yeah, all, yeah. All the, you know aside from the things that came directly to me like i'm like fuck man someone listened to it thought the conversation was interesting and looked at an artist like what more could I possibly fucking want? Right. You know? like, yeah, that's absolutely. Like, that, so, so I really, but I like, but that, I think that's, that's kind of the vibe with everybody in the alternative space, which yeah. is what I really like, you know, yeah. like the, it's, it's a, it's a broader, it's a, it's a neural net of, I mean, actually I don't know what neural net is, means, but it's a network. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I heard the word today and I just realized that I, when I, when I heard it, I was, I was like, like, I should look that I should look that up. It's some AI shit. I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Okay. But anyway, it's a network of people that are like, hey, man, you're doing something cool. Like, you're doing something cool. Like, let's, you know, I, I really, I, as much as I bitch about how much I've done for free on this podcast and not like, you know, and in the broader sense of my worth in the capitalist system, right. it doesn't help my self-esteem to no. do so much work for nothing. It does, it like has brought me to a support system, you know? Yeah. And, and honestly, um, uh, that continues to happen and flourish. And so, you know, when you say like, oh, you, you seem to know everybody. I don't, but I do know a lot, a lot of people, but it's from just continuously working with everybody and, and those kind of you hear about certain things that certain people are doing and then somebody will come up and be like, Hey, I need an intern or yeah, I yeah. need a, somebody who can build a wall or whatever. Oh, I'll build you a fucking wall. Can you build <laughs> yeah, walls? Yeah. I can sort of build. Walls. I built a, an entire gallery with like, I don't even remember how many walls, but it was fucking big. Uh, really? For, yeah. For, for Frederick Snitzer. It was, I mean, I, 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 like, I was taught how to do it. I didn't, sure. wasn't born knowing how to you put up sheetrock. It wasn't in your blood. <laughs> no. <laughs> it was it's definitely not, not, not in my cure, Cuban aristocratic background. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I know how to do this guy. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, but, but uh, what's it called? Yeah. I, but I love all of those things. Like, those are things that, like, like I'm never going to fucking make a living putting up sheetrock, but it's nice that I could, you know, like I'm definitely going to die if I do it at this point and breathe in all the fucking joint compound, but I'm pretty good at mudding, mudding. Yeah. I can do pretty solid mudding job. Yeah. But all those things, (laughs) like, I do like, like it's, I don't know. I do like that. These are things that put you in the world. You know, I feel like, I feel like 
even though it took me 45 minutes to set up all this shit, it put me in the world, yeah. you know? And then, and like, and then we also, you also got to see me like slave away a little bit. I know. I just sat here like a lazy <laughs> No, dude. I prefer that because that like, then I don't have to be like, oh, you got to do it like this. Yeah. I yeah, figured you yeah, had yeah, a thing going and yeah, I was like, there's way too many wires. I think people, people at this point are, are starting to just like, let me set up. Well, you, know. you get a you get a feral look about you. I do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I mean, you got to make sure that everything is in the right place. But but it's it's satisfying. You know, like it always happens the same way. It's like with all of these things. I think it's like before I got here, I was like, oh, really, I, I could do nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then I'm here, and I'm like, oh my! It, like when I get home, I'm like, oh, I got footage. Blah blah blah. You know, right, right. So, yeah, there's always that like. I get the same way, like, right before I go out to an opening, I'm like, or, <laughs> you know, it's like, no, dude, just go. You're going to have a good time. Stop it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then, you know, especially with, like, with the whole, uh, with the whole last two years, like, the habits that I've developed to cope with the lack of social, socializing, Yeah, you know, in, in terms of, like, eating too much. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. And just like just like eating to feel better, so you're drinking too much. I you used to not drink by yourself, it suddenly became okay to drink by yourself. I mean like it hasn't were... necessarily stopped. No, it hasn't. <laughs> no, it hasn't. Like yeah, drinking by yourself is like not really an issue anymore. Anymore at all, right? Well, because what else were you gonna do? It was the end of the world. I mean, there was a point in my neighborhood where there was riots. Uh Everything was boarded up. And then we had peaceful protests, which were great. Um, but they're also, like, incredibly loud yeah. and let off, like, a certain kind of energy that is very, very potent. And then... I don't think... He, he, I, I mean, I think... I can't imagine what it must have been like to have the protest right outside your house. Because even without that, that sense was there. Yeah. You know, like oh. that, that anxiety, the helicopters were always above. Yeah. And LA we, was a fucked up place at that type of point. Well, there's at one point, there was those kind of like urban tanks. Yes. Because they were using them on my In, street. On your street? Wow. Because like on my street was where the, the I mean, they were there. And so helicopters... Um, they in military ones, so it's not just like you get one set of propellers, you get double, and yeah, then there's yeah. several of them. It got to the point where, uh, you know, like the water in my toilet was jumping around. Wow. It was not cool. And then, like, I don't know, there was like some bullshit on Instagram about like turning your portrait black. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like. Actually, I'm going to go sweep broken glass out of my <laughs> driveway. Yeah. You know, like I'm a little busy. Yeah. You know. No, the performative bullshit. thing and to me, you know, not to make too crazy a point, yeah. but uh I feel like there is such a performative thing that happened there that is breaking my heart. I, I recently uh saw a meme that made me research something. Like I saw a meme about uh, naive realism. I didn't know what that was. No, I don't know what I that is. But I definitely suffer from that. And I know about it. So basically what it means is that you think that like you have an objective view of reality. Right. That shit made me realize I didn't. Because since then, what I thought people were learning from that experience is not at all what they learned. Yeah. You know? like yeah. and and and, it's, and, I, and I don't want to get in too much uh, of the political side of things, but like... Um, 
it frustrates me when, like, we're going back to the marginalizing, you know, like, like everybody's a Nazi now, right? Oh. Like, in protests, uh, movements, like, there were Nazis in, right. at the, in the convoy, so everybody there is a Nazi. Like, we're literally giving weapons to Nazis now and cheering it on in, like, in Ukraine. Right. And it is so concerning to me that, like, the division that people have between, you know, the compartmentalization between January 6th and, 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 you know, like, January 6th is the end of the world, but, like, no, nah, this is cool. Right, right. <laughs> like, to me, it's like, it's like, okay, so America is bad towards its citizens but good towards the rest of the world. Like, like I don't understand how people are not more suspicious. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I but, don't know. But anyway, the main point that I'm making is more about that, that like, that idea of just, like, I don't know. I think maybe we did become more isolated and more like bubbled because we didn't have like you could you couldn't go on the Internet and research something and then interact with someone and see how people would react. Right. Right. (laughs) Right. I mean, and and I think I think um, the 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 projects that we've been doing where it's very inclusive and like lets people come in and essentially like building sandboxes you know, that people can, like, work in, I think has been, like, a really good way to... I mean, we're still in bubbles and all that kind of stuff, you know? No, but it's a... It, I mean, I, like, I can definitely speak as a as a consumer of high beams that it was helpful to me. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Good, like, good. Like, on a, on a very, very real level. Like, okay. you know, I went with Jamie. That Actually, that was the first time I met you. Yeah. And um, it was, like, it was, it was definitely needed. I mean, it was... It was a year oh, yeah. of lockdown. Yeah. And that was when we thought we might be getting away with not wearing masks too much. Like, remember, there was a period mm-hmm. where it was like, oh, if you're vaccinated, you don't need masks. Yeah. For, <laughs> but people for were three still, weeks. Yeah. People were still wearing mm-hmm. masks at, at the opening, at the, at the high beams, but it still felt like, you know, like we were seeing some light at the end of the tunnel and then we went back down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now, I mean, I don't know how you feel, but um, I've had COVID twice. Um, I've had it once. Uh huh. I've had it more. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, but I'm kind of over it. I think a little that's bit. The general like, consensus. Yeah, I mean, especially like I mean, you know, of course, keep keep your eyes open, and if you have, you know, folks that are more susceptible, you know, I like I have some friends who've had like organ transplants and stuff like mm. that, and so like. I just am mindful, like, to make sure that, you know, I wear a mask in supermarkets and stuff like that because I want to hang out with my friends. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, I would, it would be devastating if I was the person who gave them that thing and something terrible happened to them. So yeah. in that way, you know, I'm vigilant, but, um, you know, we just had a, opening, a soft opening for our new show at Tiger Strikes Asteroid a couple nights ago. On Thursday, and I got there, had my mask on and stuff, and and there was a ton of people there just not wearing masks. Yeah, and I was just like, you know what? I'm not wearing a mask either. Screw it. Let's just like go be normal. I thought I was gonna have to confess that I would be one of those people because I don't wear masks anymore. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, (laughs) but it it, there was a moment where like, like, dude, because okay. I wore a mask at fucking work every single day. Yeah. I I got so used to it 
and I still don't want to wear it. You know, like I, I, yeah. I like I, it. It wasn't even a thing for me. But the day that we were allowed to take them off, I fucking took it off right away. Yeah, I mean, I hear you. Like I, uh, and it protected I me because I didn't get that shit till Omicron. That's like, I mean, I, I lasted two years. I lasted multiple waves. Yeah, you know, because I and I was interacting with people in public, so I was careful. I didn't catch that shit. I had the vaccine, but that shit was worn on. Like you know, right? That th- that doesn't last forever. So for two years. You know, I still managed to like maintain, and then I finally got it, and I was like, it was, it's because it was Omicron, it was really mild, but it was mild for like ten days. Like I did, I was sick ten days, Um, and I had just recorded something with Deborah at Track Sixteen, and I was so fucking worried that I would get them sick and just become like blacklisted. Right? No, <laughs> Sean they wouldn't fucking have... Sean and Deborah hating me. No, no, they're cool. They wouldn't have done that. But it um no, I hear you like well, I was also pretty anti-mandate on social media, so if if that was one moment where I was like, "Oh shit!" Like people know that I'm like, <laughs> right, right, not like, yes, we we all obey, <laughs> right. And then if I get them sick, they're gonna hate me, you know. You know, I I did the whole mask thing, but partially I did it like our, um, you know, my the the bungalow I live in is right next to a middle school. Is the bungalow where the protests were happening, or was yeah. that okay? Yeah. Well, I only moved from right around the corner. Oh, that's right. That's so. Right. Like I, I mean, like one minute around the corner on foot if you stop for a minute and look <laughs> at stuff. I mean, I'm like in my backyard. I can see the front of my old apartment. It's bonkers, but yeah. Um, so I, I'd wear it as like solidarity for the little kids, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's like smoking around little kids or something like, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, just like chill out. They'll Wait, get, you, you get, wear the mask around the little kids? Yeah, yeah. yeah. As solidarity. Cause you know, it's like, yeah. you know, like grownups should doing the thing and these yeah, guys yeah. weren't able to get vaccinated. So good for you, little dude. <laughs> you know, I'm aware too, you know, that kind of thing. Um, or a little dudette. I don't want to just say dude, but anyway, um, <laughs> I'm sure you're not getting canceled for that. <laughs> hey, go ahead and cancel me. I'm not on the internet and I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you have a website. It could be deep, deplatformed. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, you've been living a good life. Yeah. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Damn, yo. Yeah. <laughs> well, one of the things that I'm doing now is the, uh, with the, with social media is that I'm definitely going to just fucking automate everything. Yeah, you know, like I, I said, I don't even have to look at it. I spend way too much time. I would rather do so many other things with my phone than just look at social media. Even just to- TikTok is better than Instagram. I don't know. I yeah, I I just learned what TikTok was like six months ago. It's like YouTube, but like kind of better. Yeah, see, because you don't. It's like it solves you. It's you know. Have you ever tried to like find something to watch? Before in the before times when you did watch TV. oh BC before Corona <laughs> before Corona yeah uh, um, when you like when you would try to find something on Netflix but there's too much to watch that's kind of yeah. the problem you have with YouTube TikTok just feeds you shit and you just skip it or don't oh, and okay. and that is a really powerful thing and oh, like okay. like it's so powerful that TikTok checks in with you 
they have videos that pop up and it's like, hey, you've been scrolling for a while. Maybe go do something else. Like, that's how dangerous of a drug Whoa. that shit is. I'm watching Snowfall now, which is the, the FX show about the crack epidemic uh-huh. in, in L.A. And, uh, and it totally reminds me of that. Like, what I just said just triggered that. Right, right. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. No, I, I just, like, I can't really sit around. Um, I'm not really that interested in the internet. No. <laughs> I just don't care. Like, I mean, like, I, and I'm busy with these projects. And, like, everybody's like, yeah, but nobody will know what you're doing. And I'm like, one, I don't give a fuck. And Everybody two, knows what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, and two, like, I'm working with everybody. Yeah. So everybody knows because they're there. Yeah. Like, you know, like, fuck this shit. Like, yeah, I don't need Instagram for this. Jamie, Jamie Hamilton, our friend, is, yeah. uh, is also like that. And I think he, he was doing the BLA Connect but the artist that we're going to go in his space decided not to do it because he has no social media present presence. Oh, I think they're still doing it. Oh, they're still doing it. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. But <laughs> but yeah, he doesn't have a well. So there was concern because okay, so Jamie and Hannah like made up Last Ditch, and yeah. Last Ditch never had a physical space because it was created for high beams, and mm-hmm. so they would do stuff in the spaces that we got. And so they wanted to participate again, because, you know, it's fun doing this shit. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> and, Says the drug dealer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah, you try know. some of this shit. It's super fun. It, this art, art uh, alternative <laughs> art space shit is. Yeah. Yeah. Just put it in you your vein, com- man. Keep you coming. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so anyway. But he has a space, though, technically. Yeah. Yeah, he'll have the front of the... So uh, those... Oh, wait, no, he's not using his studio? No, he is. Oh, okay. Like the front part. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's big. It's, yeah, that studio's huge. It's yeah. huge, yeah. yeah. And he'll have to... I mean, he used to do shows up there before yeah. they called it Last Ditch. Yeah, he's done... It was just like his studio. Right, yeah. yeah. So he would do the camera obscura thing. He did. Mm-hmm. He actually did the harness thing, but yep. inside the studio space, which was yeah, cool. I, I fell out of that one. Oh, really? I yeah. spent so much of that like evening just sitting in that. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was great. I was in it for a bit, and then I went to get out of it, and I was trying to hold a glass of wine, <laughs> and I'm like extremely clumsy, and that shit was just like, "There's Carl, and now there's Carl on the floor." So you made it all the way down to the floor because that shit was high. Yeah, I fell off of it. Like, I was okay though. Like somehow I landed okay, but and like for the listener, basically he put that same net, uh, like just at a little bit high up on the in the studio because it has high ceilings, right? And then you can just like look out the window. So it was a similar effect, but mm-hmm. with much more light inside. So you couldn't necessarily see out into LA as much. Yeah, no, the one the, on the roof was yeah, gorgeous because you got like. But when he told me he was doing that, I was like, are you sure? <laughs> I know. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I also was like, I'm not sure. We're going to need to check that with the building. And, and the way that Jamie is, he's like, no, it'll be fine. Like, he knows shit. So, yeah. He knows things that you don't. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so he's like, no, it'll be fine. Okay. Well, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he really does know it. his shit. Yeah. Know? Yeah. No, for sure. Uh, and he is a person who, uh, you know, can walk type r- tightrope so that's like well he made the net himself too i mean yeah yeah. this dude knows what's up (laughs) he made the net that he caught himself on while doing tightrope walking i think he knows what he's doing or he'd be dead right exactly (laughs) 
And that was that was um, the thrust of the argument for putting it up there. By the way, and they and and to to the Bendex it catches folks, me. You know, I totally picture this argument with him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have arguments with him like this too. <laughs> well, this was this was more of like me taking it to the building manager and being like, "Look, that this is how it will work. It doesn't." This guy does this stuff, yeah. and and it's not going to fire children out into the city. And your impression doom. is fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> it's like his his calm frustration yeah. <laughs> at having to explain something that he understands, and that like is understandable, but like you just haven't done the research. It's right? Like, just trust me on it. Yeah, no. and and they they actually like you know they let us do the drone thing. Um, and, uh, you know, they've been very, very generous, um, and trusting and have let us do some stuff that's been like really super cool. Actually, the fact that Bendix let you even do that fucking thing is insane. I know. It's so cool. Yeah. So, so anyway, yay Bendix. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I, you know, um. As a new tenant, I want to say to the camera. Yeah. (laughs) Bendix, you're all right. Yeah. Good job. Good job, y'all. Wait, which one do I look at? Yours, yours oh, is okay. that one. Uh, uh, well, I mean, this one picks us both up, too. Well, cool, man. Uh, well, all right. I feel like we should start wrapping up because uh, I don't want to take too much of your time, and I'm going to have to undo this. Oh, right, right. <laughs> and then we got to get tacos. Yeah, we got to get tacos. I mean, they're really good. The fish tacos are... I've never done the fish tacos. I like their pastor. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's also great. Yeah, this is the little uh, taco stand outside of uh, Also Gallery. Yeah, and, uh, uh, La Estrada. La Estrada? Yeah. And then there's a skate park that's my... Na- like, this is all in my neighborhood. Yeah. This is like... You should try the fish taco. I'll do it. Yeah. All right, let's I like, do it. Uh, have you ever been to the... Um, to uh, El Siete Mares Express? No, where's that? That's on Broadway and... Uh, I forget the, the cross street. But it's like right where the Bank of America is. Oh, okay. Uh, it's like uh, one street over. Near the shoe store, the D- DSW shoe store or whatever. Okay. It, um, but anyway, that place has really good fish tacos. Oh, so, excellent. So that's why I... Pro I, tip. Yeah. I didn't want to like betray them, and that's why I went with the Alpa store. I didn't oh. want to discover a better one, but I'll do that today. I mean, you know, I had the same run-in with, you know, Wendy's Tortas. Yes. Um, I've never been there, but I've heard... What, what's your order there? Well, okay, so their fish tacos are good, but uh, these are better across the street. Okay. But what I get there is the um, uh, the pulled pork torta. That's good? Oh, yeah. All right. I mean, if you eat that kind of stuff. No, I, did, I, I mean, I'm Cuban. I have to eat pork. It's right, required. right. Yeah, that's like your national bird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's our poultry. <laughs> 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 All right, man. Well, thank you so much for doing this. Uh, well, I'll definitely have you back on the show somewhere down the line. Yeah, uh, especially because of the convenience of just coming down. I mean, there. we can get tacos. Uh, yeah, you I can't. Mean, you can't uh, beat that. Yeah, it's a killer combo. Uh, so you, you well, you are uh, Carl Barada uh, on social media, but you don't do anything there. You can still follow him though. Yeah. And uh, just you, shoot me a shoot me an email, Carl Barada at Gmail. At Gmail, if you have anything you want to pitch him, any ideas of uh, of of crazy new projects that he can come up with. Oh my god, 
We'll see. I, I'll, I'll let you know who emails me. <laughs> probably no one. Yeah, probably nobody. Oh, well, uh, <clears throat> actually, you know what? One, I, one of the things that I did want to circle back onto, but we can do it, leave this for next time, is to talk about what you were doing with painting before. Because I did check oh. out your website, but people can also go to your website. Oh, yeah. And you can actually contact me there, too. And that's carlbarata.biz. No, I'm joking. Dot com. And it's Carl with a C and Barata. How do you spell the Barata? Uh, B-A-R-A-T-T-A. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys for checking us out. I, I got to get used to like talk, playing to the camera when I'm talking to the audience. I got to right. like, and, I, and do reaction shots. That's one of the things that I've been thinking about is like, like if you say something and I'm just react to the camera, be like, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Or like, <laughs> you know, like what? <laughs> There's a whole sub genre of uh, reaction videos. And, and, and yeah, and I'm trying to come up with different ones for for the because I'm going to do uh, uh, YouTube content outside of uh, the podcast itself. Yeah, and uh, and I definitely I mm-hmm. want to do just react to like old commercials. I think would be a fun one. So I might I have, might even get back on YouTube to check it out. <laughs> well, I might have you on to, uh, to to do one of those to do a reaction video to. Uh, oh, I lo- I can yeah I can ham it up, <laughs> and then we can just react to this commercial and be like, oh my god, you remember the eighties. Yeah, I do. <laughs> One in particular I'm thinking about is the Blues Brothers Super Soaker commercial. Did you ever? There were these two kids and they show up to a party. To oh, are they dressed like the Blues, Blues Brothers? Brothers? And they whip out these briefcases that have Super Soakers in them and they, and they I, just hit everybody. I think I have a brain cell that's that still rattling that? around. Yeah, it's got a little bit of that commercial <laughs> rubbed up on it or however the science works. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, it does. It does feel like our brain cells are humped by commercials sometimes. (laughs) Dry hump. (laughs) Dry hump. All right. Thank you for checking us out. We'll be back next week. And uh, yeah, you can find us everywhere.